0: You are on the line, live on ESPN 1067 in Auburn and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. Online on Fox Sports, 983.com and ESPNAU.com. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502.
1: You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central, Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. Hour number one officially underway here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central, Alabama. Hope you're all doing well on this sunny, partly cloudy Monday afternoon here in Auburn, Alabama. It is in the 80s just as it was this weekend. Beautiful weekend. Another beautiful day. Calling for a little bit of rain tomorrow, but then the rest of the week should be nice uh, as we enter. It's almost May, which means an Alabama, summer is here, so it's about to get hot and stay hot, so enjoy any of the cooler weather in the 70s that you can, because in a couple of weeks, we're going to be complaining about how it hits the 90s, and at, at that point, I'm over it. <laughs> Once it hits that point, I'm a, i am good. I can go back to fall again. So enjoy the weather. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you all had a good weekend. My show producer Trevor is back in the house. He is back from, I don't know, call it a sick leave maybe. He was sick last week, but he is back. It's also his final week. He will be graduating, so he will not be with me anymore. So we uh, will look forward to enjoying the final week and that means you can call in any time during the show today. Phone lines are open all day long. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Anything on your mind in the sports world, give me a call. I want to hear from you. If you want to talk about Elon Musk, he just bought Twitter. Uh, that just went f- official just a few minutes ago. Twitter took his took his deal, I guess. I guess they figured out they really didn't have a chance. Not trying to get political here. But it is interesting. So, if you want to talk about that or anything going on in the sports world, Auburn baseball, softball, uh, football, basketball, if you did the top golf over the weekend at Jordan Hare Stadium, call in. I want to hear how that went. I'm, I'm really curious to see how that went. I saw pictures and videos. Uh, I did not do it myself, but I had some friends that did. And if you did, I want to know how it went for you. Uh, anything on your mind? When it comes to sports, the NBA playoffs, if you watch some golf over the weekend, uh, whatever you did or whatever is on your mind in the sports world, give me a call. I want to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. At 3.30, we're going to have Jacob Hillman, our usual Monday guest from the Auburn Sports Network. He'll be on to talk about Auburn baseball and Auburn softball's big time wins over the weekend. Baseball of course sweeping South Carolina at home and softball picking up a 2-1 series win at Mississippi State a much-needed series win for that softball team in the SEC so he will be on at 3:30 to break it all down for us from his perspective uh, from the Auburn Sports Network so looking forward to that as well. Lots to talk about today on the Monday edition of the show. Again, he'll be on at 3.30. Phone lines are open. Anytime you want to call in, be a part of the show. I love hearing from you, the listener. And again, I want to hear from you. Give us a call. My show producer, Trevor, is waiting on your call all show long. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. And let's talk about Auburn baseball first, because they had a fantastic weekend at Plainsman Park. We talked about it last week, previewing this series. I said, it's a series that Auburn needs to win, and you should be thinking sweep, and that's exactly what they did. They went in, and they won this series. They won Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Of course, closing it out yesterday with a 2-0 victory, I was covering the Friday night game for a class, so I was there for that, and... Look, it got it was back and forth. Auburn took an early lead, but then they let South Carolina score a couple of runs here and there. Uh, but then, at the end of the day, this offense just took control. And when you have one of, if not the best hitters in all of college baseball, with Sonny DeShera on your team who hit a two-run home run in that game, I mean, what are you going to do if you're the opposing team? And then Auburn's pitching was able to do to do enough. Friday night was a little bit of more of a struggle than it was Saturday and Sunday. We saw head coach Butch Thompson go back to the change in rotation that we saw on Tuesday night against Alabama State where he brought in two and three different pitchers uh, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He had some of the starters coming in. Of course, you know what I'm talking about. And now it's a different. it was a different rotation that the players and the pitchers had to adjust to but it worked out just fine, and it's been working out. They get the sweep. They win on Friday six to three, Saturday, eight to six, and Sunday two to zero. And so Auburn now, after they sweep South Carolina, they are twenty nine and twelve overall, eleven and seven in SEC play. That's fantastic for this Auburn baseball team. They've also won six straight games in a row. I think that's interesting to point out as well, that now this team, they're on a six-game win streak. They're four games above 500 in the SEC. And now, now you hit the gauntlet of SEC play for this Auburn team. You have Jacksonville State tomorrow night at Jacksonville State on the road. And then, you have to go to Knoxville, Tennessee, to play the number one team in all of college baseball, the Tennessee Volunteers, who are playing just fantastic baseball. There's no way around it. They are playing the absolute best baseball in all in the entire country. They're 37 and 3, 17 and 1 in the conference. They are also on a six game win streak, and they're 26 and 1 at home. And this Tennessee team, the new poll came out today. They're still the number one team. They are coming off of a sweep of Florida at Florida, 8 to 2. 3 -0 and six to four and a comeback victory in the 11th inning against Florida yesterday. they'll have Xavier of in the midweek and then they'll have Auburn coming in on the weekend. Look, this Tennessee team is they're on another level right now and we talked about it last week. if you're Auburn, first you had to take care of business against South Carolina. they did. They swept South Carolina, which was perfect. That's the first sweep of the year in the SEC for Auburn. That's what you wanted to do at your home place, against a team that's not that good offensively, you took advantage, and you win three games in a row, you get the sweep against an SEC opponent. Now you're four games above 500, and you hit a gauntlet of play as you have to play the number one-ranked Tennessee Volunteers and the number five-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. You have back-to-back SEC series against top five opponents. You're looking to get a couple of wins, and we talked about it last week. You're not going to sweep these series so you can go obviously you're not going to sweep either one if you do fantastic you can you know you can have that mindset i guess but these two teams are on another level if you're auburn baseball in each of these series coming up against tennessee and arkansas and we've talked about it already you're looking to pick up one win in both series i think if you can do that you're going to be okay you're going to be just fine because if you're 11 and 7 right now and you pick up one win in each series. So then you would technically be 13 and seven, and then you lose the other four. You're 13 and 11. So you're doing okay. You're still above 500. You're still above 500. And you went through the two toughest teams in the conference. And then you wrap up with Alabama at home and then at Kentucky. Alabama, they're wishy washy. They can be good, they cannot be good, but you're at home, that's a winnable series. And then you're on the road to Kentucky, that's definitely a winnable series. I think if Auburn picks up two wins between the Tennessee and Arkansas series, they are going to be in postseason play. That's my opinion, that's what I think is going to happen, and I think this Auburn team is good enough to do so. Are they going to win the Tennessee-Arkansas series? Probably not. I don't want to say no 100%, because it is college baseball. And the Arkansas series is at home. This upcoming series against Tennessee on the road, that's just tough. I mean, that's just as tough as it gets. You're playing the hottest team in baseball, the number one team in baseball, at their place, after they're coming off a sweep, not looking too good for you. But you have a lot of momentum if you're Auburn coming into this series. Your pitching has gotten better. You finally win the middle, the middle game in an SEC series, the Saturday game whereas that has been the, the struggle for this Auburn team pitching-wise. That's always been the game they haven't been able to win. They get that win on Saturday. Obviously, they get the sweep, and now you've got to prepare, A, for Jacksonville State on the road tomorrow night, and then you have to, then you have to go to Tennessee. So Auburn baseball is in a good spot. They're 11-7 and seven in the conference. That's fantastic. That's exactly where you want to be. Pick up a couple of wins in the next couple of weeks because next week, in between Tennessee and Arkansas, you don't have a midweek if you're Auburn. You don't have a midweek opponent. So you have to play back-to-back SEC series where there's a decent chance that you're going to get pretty beat up, but you can't get beaten down if that makes any sense. You're going to go up against some really good opponents, but you can't come out of those series down on yourself because this is still a postseason team, in my opinion. This Auburn team can make the postseason and do some damage. Because look at how they hit the baseball. And if their pitching continues to improve down the stretch, I know against Tennessee and Arkansas, it may take a step back, and that's okay. But in the final two series, if the pitching staff can continue to do what they've been doing in this new rotation that head coach Butch Thompson has put out there where he brings in the starters and to kind of seal the deal before bringing in Burkhalter, I think you're good to go, and I think this Auburn team has a real good chance to make a run in postseason play. Auburn's in a good spot. Don't worry if you get swept next weekend. You would like to get one win in each series. That's what you're looking for. If you, could, if you get swept by one and win two out of three on the other one, that's fine. However you got to do it, Auburn's got to get two wins in their next six SEC games. That's what you got to do. It's a tall task. It doesn't sound like much, but when you look at the opponents, it's a pretty hefty, it's a pretty hefty task. And if they can do that, they're going to be just fine, I'm telling you. So Auburn baseball is in a, a fantastic spot, I think. And then, I know we haven't talked about them a ton because they had, it seemed like two weeks off of SEC play, but Auburn softball went back on the road this weekend. They took on Mississippi State in Starkville, and they win the series 2-1. They dropped the Friday night game, and then they came back and won the next two. This team is 36-10. and They're 9-9 and in conference play. They're even as of right now. And they, like I said, they had last weekend off of SEC play where they played Niagara. And then in the midweek, they had Jacksonville State and Chattanooga. And then they headed to Starkville. They lost on Friday 3-2 to to Mississippi State. But then Saturday, they come back with a 5-2 win. And then yesterday, they put it on them with a 9-2 victory over the Bulldogs. This Mississippi State softball team... No, they weren't great, but they showed some grittiness. But I think Auburn did even more. They get the series win. They're 9-9 nine and nine in conference play. You have Alabama State on Wednesday at Alabama State before coming home for a very winnable series against Georgia at home if you're Auburn softball. Then you go on the road to Tennessee, another winnable series, and then it's SEC tournament time. And when you look at these, two, these other two programs that Auburn softball has to play, again, they're winnable series. If you're Auburn, you're 9-9 and in conference play. You're right at 500. You're even right there. You control your own destiny. Pick up some big wins in your next two SEC series. Do some damage in the SEC tournament, and this team's going to be in postseason play. They will. They're going to be in postseason play. Now, if they fall apart down the stretch, then I can't help you. Right? Then I can't help you if you can't pick up big time wins against Georgia and Tennessee, especially Georgia being at your place, then I don't know what to tell you if you're if you're Auburn softball. Georgia's not bad though, folks. They're 10 and 8, okay? They're 37 and 11 overall. 10 and 8 in the conference is the Georgia Bulldogs their softball team. And looking at their schedule what they've done the past couple of weeks, they are coming off of a series loss at home against a ranked LSU team the week before that they beat Missouri 2-1 to in the series and the week before that they beat Tennessee 2-1 to in the series so this Georgia team is not bad they have Auburn and then Ole Miss to wrap up so Auburn you've got to be able to take some wins at home if you're Auburn softball but when you look at it as a whole I think Auburn baseball is in a really good spot I think Auburn softball is in a really good spot both teams control their own destiny. And that's where you want to be coming down the stretch. When two and three series left, softball has two, baseball has four series left in SEC series, that is, in their regular season play. And both teams are right there in the mix. That's where you want to be. You can't ask for anything better from either one of these teams. You don't want to see them fall apart down the stretch. Baseball has a little bit more wiggle room than softball, I think, does right now. But I think both teams can really assert themselves over the next couple of weeks. Softball, for sure. Baseball, yeah, you got to go through a rough patch before you can wind up and finish up the season with some some easier opponents with Alabama and Kentucky before getting into SEC play. But both teams control their own destiny. And I really do think that when postseason play comes around for college softball and college baseball, you're going to be watching both of these programs in postseason play Auburn softball and Auburn Baseball. It's exciting times, and I hope that they both continue to play the way that they do. If Auburn softball can get the errors out of the way, which I think they did over the weekend against Mississippi State, you see what happens when this team doesn't commit silly errors in the infield. They can score runs, and they can also limit people from scoring runs, and they can win ball games. And Auburn baseball we know they can hit the baseball we know that they can score runs it's if they can they stop the other team from scoring runs right it sounds so simple but that's been the problem is on the pitching is on the pitching staff and on the mound for this Auburn baseball team but maybe they figured something out with this new rotation maybe they have figured something out as we come down the stretch that Butch Thompson says we might just have to run with this for a while especially through the gauntlet that we're about to have to go through Auburn baseball and softball they both get big time wins over the weekend we're going to talk about it more in hour number two when we have Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network on at 3:30. he'll be on to tell us and give us his perspective his opinion and what this means for both programs moving forward and down the stretch into the season let's take our first break of the first hour here on the Monday edition of on the line Welcome back into On The Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 in Birmingham and Sylacauga. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. Hope you're all doing well. Staying safe out there here in the Auburn-Opelika area up through Birmingham and Sylacauga across the state of Alabama and anywhere else in the country that you may be listening. I appreciate you. Uh, Again, hope you had a great weekend. I didn't do a whole lot. Uh, Got out a little bit. On Saturday, played some basketball with some buddies for the first time in a while. My body still hurts. It's still sore (laughs) from playing basketball for like two hours on Saturday. So definitely need to do that some more to get my body back in shape. But it was good. I also sat out, you know, outside for a little bit in the sunshine. So it was nice. And I hope you had a good weekend as well phone lines are still open 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. If there's some news you want to talk about, if you've got a question for me, a topic you want to discuss, give me a call. I want to hear from you. We just talked about Auburn baseball and softball and going to talk a little bit of Auburn basketball now. It's not Auburn basketball news, but it kind of is at the same time. And so if you want to call in, anything on your mind, if you want to get involved and be a part of the show, I would love to hear from you, 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. And I said it's not Auburn basketball news, but it kind of is at the same time. One One of the big time transfers that Auburn basketball was going after, the Tennessee transfer Brandon Huntley Hatfield, he has committed to Louisville. Uh, He had a couple of teams in his top five. Auburn was one of them. He was actually here last week for a visit. Um, I didn't hear anything about how it went. If it went good, went bad. I'm sure it went just fine. But he has committed to play at Louisville for the Cardinals. So obviously he will not be coming to Auburn. And look, yeah, it kind of hurts to not get him. But at the same time, talking to some people that I know, it seemed like, he probably saw the writing on the wall where he was not going to be either A a starter or B just wasn't going to get the minutes that he thought he wanted or deserved. And that's totally fine. that's sometimes that's how it goes. Because of the talent that's already on this Auburn team and the way that he plays, I don't know how much playing time he would have got. He may have gotten a lot, he may not have. Um, is it was he the number one guy on Auburn's list? No. But Auburn definitely was not going to turn him down if he said, yes, I want to come play for Auburn. And you heard, you heard all about that when we had Christian Clemente on last week. Uh, we broke down a lot of the transfers and the recruits that Auburn's still trying to fill some roster spots with. And look, still waiting on Janai Broom, still waiting on uh, Daniels, I believe his name is, the shooter. And so, look, Auburn's got some guys that they're still going after. Does it hurt to lose Brandon Huntley Hatfield? Yeah, absolutely. It, again, Auburn was not going to turn him down, and Auburn obviously wanted him. They brought him on campus for a reason. But he picked Louisville, and I think he did that because, again, I just don't know how much playing time he was going to get. I don't know what his role was going to be on this team, and I think he may have seen that on the wall as well where, look, he can go to a place like Louisville and he's going to be able to be a starter let's just be honest he's going to be a starter at Louisville whereas at Auburn there's enough guys on the roster where he may have to come off the bench for a while you just never know and so what does this mean for Auburn I don't think it means anything I really don't I don't think it means anything I think Auburn's just fine I think Auburn is going to get the guys that they want to get that will fit their system and that their system will fit the players I think that's just how it's going to go uh, what is your reaction to Brandon Huntley Hatfield not picking Auburn? He picked Louisville, uh, not just over Auburn, over a couple other schools as well. What's your reaction to that? Do you think Auburn's going to be just fine? Or is Auburn kind of in trouble? Is this maybe a bad sign that Brandon Huntley Hatfield didn't pick Auburn? I want to hear what your opinion is on that. 334 321 1390 or toll free at 888 382 7502. Look, again, my opinion. I think Auburn's just fine. I think Auburn is just fine. And I don't think he picked, look, to put it, to put it the best way I can, I don't think he picked Louisville over Auburn. And the, what I mean by that is he would, and he, this may not be true. This may be completely wrong. But I feel like Auburn right now is a much better basketball program than Louisville. Not historically, but right now. Auburn is a better basketball program than Louisville that's just that's just a fact and if you take some of the guys off of this roster I think Brandon Huthy Hatfield would no doubt want to come and play for Auburn but at the same time he may have came here had his visit and it may not have fit him it may not have he may not have liked it down here and that's totally fine that is totally fine I don't know the one true reason why he picked Louisville. I don't really think he's come out and said anything about it. Maybe he just liked the campus. Maybe he liked what the coaching staff said to him at Louisville versus what Auburn and other schools said to him. But I don't think that he picked the Louisville basketball program over Auburn's basketball program. I think he went to Louisville to get more playing time, more exposure, maybe a better system for him. And you gotta respect it. You gotta respect it. And Again, I don't think this has anything to do with Auburn. I think Auburn will be just fine. I think Auburn is looking to obviously get guys like him, but there's still guys that Auburn's going after, and I think the guys they're going after are still better than Brandon Huntley Hatfield, and I'm not saying that because he didn't pick Auburn. And if he, had, if he had committed to Auburn over the weekend, I would have said, this is a fantastic pickup. This is a great player. He's going to fit in really, really well with this system. How much playing time would he get? Not sure, but he's going to fit in just fine. I would have said that if he committed to Auburn, but he didn't. He committed to Louisville, but again, Auburn's going to be just fine. Auburn's going to be just fine, I'm telling you. With the guys on the roster, already, the guards are going to get better, the freshmen coming in are good, and the transfers and the recruits that you're going to get are going to be even better. Auburn's going to be just fine. So... I don't think this is a bad sign that Brandon Huntley Hatfield didn't commit to Auburn. I don't think it's a bad sign at all. Honestly, I don't really think it means a whole lot. I think it's news and it's relevant because he did come to Auburn for a visit and he was considering Auburn, but at the end of the day, he picks Louisville. I think he'll have an immediate impact at Louisville. I really do. I think he's going to get fantastic playing time. You heard Christian Clemente talk about it. This kid has tremendous upside, and he may be a more long-term player. It may take him two or three years to really reach his full potential, but I think he's going to be a fantastic player, and he's going to be playing in the ACC. Maybe this is a guy that can go to the Louisville program and bring them back from what they have been. Because let's be honest, Louisville over the past few years, they've been down. They've been down and out, right? They are not what they have used to be be if you're the Louisville program. So maybe this is a guy that goes to the Cardinals and he brings them from the dead and can be an immediate impact player on that roster. I think he can be. I really do. I think he can be. And I agree with Christian that his upside is tremendous. And maybe that's what held him back from coming to Auburn as well that you know maybe maybe he just wasn't going to be enough impact right now and maybe Auburn wasn't looking for that maybe they're just after they met in person maybe they just figured out like hey this probably just isn't going to work and that I don't know again I don't know the situation and what his true meaning was to not choosing Auburn or not choosing any of the other schools and choosing Louisville but he didn't. He didn't choose Auburn, and at the end of the day, Auburn's going to be just fine. I'm telling you, Auburn's going to be just fine. And again, if he would have picked Auburn, I would have been really happy, really ecstatic, because then Auburn would have get, been getting a fantastic player, a fantastic guy who has a lot of upside. But Auburn's not getting him. But there's other guys, and there's bigger fish to fry, as some people would say. And I think Auburn is going to get some of these guys. I like Auburn to get Jani Broom. I like Auburn to get, I think his name is Daniels. I I think his name is slipping my mind, but the shooter that Auburn's going after, I think that's him as well. Auburn, Auburn's going to be just fine. Trevor? Don't forget Phillips. Phillips, that's who I'm thinking of. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of is, is Phillips, the shooter. That's who I'm thinking of. Thank you, Trevor. Auburn's going to be just fine, folks. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, I hope he goes to Louisville and does some big things because that's a a basketball program that when they are good, college basketball is good. Ed, hold on. We're going to get you right after this break. You're listening to On The Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 1067 and Fox Sports Central, Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. 30 minutes into hour number one. Let's head to the phone lines 334 321 1390 or toll free at 888 382 7502. Ed, thanks so much for holding through the break. How you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty
2: good, guys. Uh, how y'all doing? We're
1: doing well. What you got for me?
2: Uh, uh Well, Two or three things. Uh, one thing I agree a hundred percent with what you know. Everything y'all are saying about. Don't worry about uh, AU football. I mean basketball. Coach Pearl. Uh, w- w- our team is is great. It, 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 we're okay right there. It, 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 everything's going to be a, a, a really nice shooting. You know, uh, you know, three point shooter would be nice to add. But uh, you know, we're good. Absolutely. You know, and, and I'm I'm going to brag just quickly on baseball. I'm, I'm glad to see, you know, after that sweep, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I love the coaching staff and everything there. And the other thing I'm going to say real quickly is I'm um, very, uh, I, I, I would say, encouraged by, I, I see Coach Harson uh, really going after a lot of good guys and, you know, I, I, I am very hopeful that, you know, that the recruiting and you know, will will get us that Auburn will get back to where we need to be as far as talent wise. And you know, I I, I really like that Harson. Unlike uh, Malzahn, Harson's going after a lot of guys, a lot of big guys, and I love that.
1: Well, I think and he's going after he's going after specific players in their position, where we saw Malzahn a lot of times. And I'm not harping on him, but a lot of times yeah. he would go after. The athletes and try to make them into a different position.
2: It, exactly, and you know, and, and to teach us on as far as how they're going to develop. You know, Bear Bryant used to get uh, he used to get every fullback uh, that he could get out of high school and make offensive lineman out of them. But that was you know nineteen sixty or whatever. But you know, I'm just saying. I, I really like. I see Harson going after, and i, I really hoped that Auburn. You know, I'm I'm really behind what they're trying to do, and Warrigal
1: guys. Ed, we appreciate the call. Warrigal to you as well. A uh, couple things that uh, that Ed was talking about there. We appreciate the call. If you want to get in on the show as well, we'd love to hear from you. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety or toll free at 888-382-7502. We appreciate Ed holding on through the break. Uh, look again Auburn basketball gonna be just fine Brandon Huntley Hatfield committing to Louisville yeah it hurts but there's other fish to fry there's other fish in the sea and Auburn's going to be just fine he talked about the baseball team bragging on them I think they're in a fantastic spot of course we opened the show talking about them and the softball team I think both of them controlling their own destiny right now in the SEC and then it's nice to hear you know it's nice to hear from the listeners and the fan base the positivity and the and see the impacts of what Brian Harson and this coaching staff for Auburn Football what they are doing. And it I think it's important to notice and to note that what they're doing, fans are taking notice and fans are seeing what they're doing. Take Ed, for example, Ed calling in and saying he notices what Auburn and Brian Harson are doing with the coaching staff and the players that they are going after it's a big change. And it's not just a big change from the last coaching staff with Gus Malzahn and his coaches. This is a big time change from just a couple of months ago. Right? We've talked about this quite a bit. When Brian Harson showed up, let's just be honest, he didn't really know what to expect. And that's okay because he came from a completely different side of the country, a completely different type of football program. And look, He coached at a place where he could take two and three stars and develop them into pretty good players and be successful. He thought he could do that here. He found out very quickly that's not going to work. And you know what he did, which was extremely smart? He changed, he learned, and he fixed it. And that's what good coaches do. Not just coaches, that's how successful people live life. When you try to do something one way and it turns out, oh, I can't do it that way, I'm not going to be successful. You learn, and you've changed your ways to be successful. That's not just coaching. That's just life. That's just life. And so Brian Harsin has applied that to coaching and to recruiting and to developing, and look at where we're at now. This program, no, there's a long time before football season, and I've talked about it already. At the end of the day, that's what's going to matter is how many wins can this team provide on the football field And how many wins can this coaching staff get out of this team this year? But I think the morale right now and the mojo around this team right now is a lot better than what it was a few months ago. We are a week away from the month of May, which would be, what, three months since it happened? And you know what I'm talking about. And I think that There's a lot of positivity right now. Sure, there's going to be people that still don't feel positive about the football program and don't know what to expect. And that's totally fine. I 100% get where you're coming from. I do. What are we going to see on the field? Who knows? Who knows? And this team also has the toughest schedule in the nation. That's a big time factor too. And it's okay to be worried a little bit. And if you are, I want to hear from you. And if you're positive, I want to hear from you. I want to hear how you guys feel, how the listeners are feeling right now as we approach the month of May, as we're still, what, four months away from kickoff, something like that. Call in because I want to hear from you. I really do. I'm interested to see where the fan base stands because you heard Ed. He talked about he likes to see what Harson's doing on the recruiting trail. He likes to see the guys that they're going after. I want to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. And I agree with Ed. Brian Harson is going after some dudes. This coaching staff is going after some, some really, really good football players. And you heard me say the difference right now. You saw Gus Malzahn. Yes, he would go after some really good football players. But... He would recruit an athlete, you know. You know how it goes, and the recruiting rankings. You see what somebody's position is. It'll say ATH for athlete. That's who Gus Malzahn would go after. And those guys are good, and they have their place on a football team. But a lot of times, and not every time, not every time, but a lot of times, he would go after those types of guys, and then try to make them into a cornerback, or a wide receiver, or, you know, a a. You know, whatever, whatever position, he would try to make them into something. Whereas what we're seeing right now with Brian Harson, he's going after guys that have played wide receiver and linebacker and, and running back their entire lives. and offensive line, a defensive line, their entire lives. And that's what they were born to do. That's what they have been coached to do. So then the plan is to bring those guys in and make them even better at what they do. That's the plan. That's the goal right now for Auburn. And I think Brian Harson and this coaching staff, they're doing a fantastic job. There's a long way to go. Absolutely. There's a long way to go before this team gets back to what it should be and what it can be. But you know how I feel. If Brian Harson can survive this season, I think this program is going in the right direction. I really do. And I'll tell you what, this coaching staff getting out to every high school in the state, the Tiger takeover... I believe they're calling it that's big time and it's speaking volumes not just to the fans but to the most important thing the high school coaches and the high school players because that matters not just the players the coaches because that's what matters because let's say you want to recruit a kid from Thompson right Thompson big school up north if you don't have a relationship with that head coach and I I don't know the coach's name off the top of my head But if you don't have a relationship with him and then all of a sudden you show up and you're trying to recruit one of his players and he's never met you as the head coach of Auburn, why would he want to advise his player to go to your school? Why would he want to say, what could he say? He can't say anything like, oh, that's a great guy. That's a great program right now. If he doesn't actually know that and high school players look up to their high school coaches more than anything in the world. Right there with their parents and grandparents. They look at them right there. And at the end of the day, they're going to talk to their high school coach and say, what should I do? And if, as Auburn, if you don't have the relationship with that high school kid's coach, he's going to tell him to go somewhere else. But Auburn figured that out. Auburn figured that out. They are now in every high school in the state of Alabama. They're getting into the big high schools in surrounding states, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, Louisiana, Where we know, down here in the Southeast, that's where the players are. Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. That's where they are. I mean, that's where the players are. And that's where you get the big-time recruits. And Auburn has figured that out. And it's speaking volumes across all levels. Coaches, players, fans, the, the program as a whole. And I think it's working. I think it's working. I really do. Again, there's a long way to go. And at the end of the day, it comes down to what? It comes down to wins. Can this team come together this season to get enough wins to buy a little bit more time? Because I said it when Brian Harson was hired. He's the man for the job. He is. He's the man for the job. He's got the right mindset. He has the right attitude. And all of his coaches around him now have that same attitude. And... It doesn't seem like they're forcing it to have to recruit right now. You saw in the beginning, yeah, they weren't really too interested in it. And you saw the results. You saw where this program was recruiting a few months ago. Look at where it's at now. Auburn has had some big-time recruits on campus this past weekend. Auburn's in the door with a lot of big-time names and a lot of guys that can make big impacts. Auburn can put themselves back on the national stage recruiting and overall as a program with Brian Harson. I really do think so. I really do think so. But again, if they don't win this season, he's gone. That's, that's how crazy this whole situation is. This team in five to six years can get back to the promised land, I think. They can get back to being a dominant force in college football in five or six years, or they can be back to square one by next year. That's the two ends of the spectrum going on right now in this program. And that worries me a little bit. I think that speaks to the expectations at Auburn, what a coach at Auburn is up against, that after year two, you are either extremely positive about where this football program is going, and you feel that they can get back to the national stage, or you're going to fire the dude after two years and restart. Is that on Brian Harson or is that on Auburn? Is that a coaching problem, or is that an Auburn problem? That's a legitimate question. That's a legitimate question, and I think it's something that Auburn should sit back and ask themselves, and look at themselves in the mirror, and I don't know what the right answer is, because... Look, it'd be easy to fire him after two years, two losing seasons. Say, look, this just isn't working out. And I get that. That's fine. I get that. But at the same time, as long as he can hold on, you've got to be able to look at the positives. And I think this whole year as a whole, not just the wins, but how this team evolves, how this team produces, how this team gets better. I think you're going to see a heck of a lot of a development this year out of all the players on this roster. I almost wish, people are going to hate me for this, I almost wish that Bo Nix was here one more year, because I think Brian Harson could have made him a fantastic quarterback. I really do. I really do. I think he could have made him a great quarterback. You saw him get better just last year. No, not a huge jump, but he did get better. And you can't tell me otherwise. Bo Nix got better last year. Now, is the offensive line going to be good enough to make the quarterbacks on this roster good enough? We're about to find out. Is the the offensive line going to be good enough to let the running backs on this roster go and do their thing? We're going to find out. Are the receivers good enough to make the quarterbacks look good? We're going to find out. But I think they're going to get better as the year goes on. And you know what? That's not something we ever saw under Gus Malzahn, ever. Yeah, they built momentum, and they got some traction because they got some big wins, but the team and players never really got better. They never really got any better, did they? I don't think they did. If you disagree, call in. I want to hear from you. If you have any thoughts on this, and this is all coming from Ed's phone call, so I'm really glad he called in. If you have anything to talk about the Auburn football program, how do you feel right now? Do you like what Auburn's doing recruiting? Are you worried still? Are they doing enough? to get your attention are they not doing enough to still keep you worried any of those questions if you have an answer for me and some thoughts about that i'd love to hear from you 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502 we are off and running here on the monday edition of on the line let's take a break we'll come back and wrap up hour number one you're listening to on the line Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 1067 in Fox Sports Central, Alabama. Jacob Goins wrapping up our number one on the Monday edition of On the Line. Let's head back to the phone lines, 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Terry is on the line. Terry, how are you, man? Great to hear from you.
3: Good to talk to you, Jacob. How you doing, man?
1: Doing well, doing well. What you got? Sure.
3: Jacob, I don't disagree with what you said, but Auburn's not in the door. They're at the door. And, and I, I agree, I, they're, they're making progress, I don't deny that, but you've got to start seeing results on the field. You're exactly right about that. And I just think it's disturbing that here we sit on April 25th and the, and the transfer portal has been as quiet as it's been. Now, what Auburn is up against in the transfer portal, the two, the two positions of need are the offensive line and wide receiver. We call, I think we can agree on that. I agree. A pass rusher. Okay, offensive line, what you're up against there, you've got a bunch of super seniors, you're not going to get a lot of play in time, so you can't even promise that. Re- receivers are going to throw it on the ball. Auburn's real unsettled there. So they're up against the hard the hard you know facts of that. So but it's disturbing when you see your cross state rival just racking up five star after five star. And your two biggest rivals who's kicked your butt over the past few years. Now you played them close last year, but you know you know, if's and butts are candy, nuts, we'll have a Merry Christmas, right? So that that's the mentality Auburn's gotta get rid of or Brian Harson's gotta get rid of. It's not okay to lose.
1: I agree. And look, I think that is his mindset. But at the same time, it's not all going to happen at once. I a hundred percent agree no. uh-huh. that they've got to fill those two spots. Um, but look, the transfer portal is going to get even crazier in the next four or five days because any other athlete that wants to enter the transfer portal, uh, they have to be in it by May 1st. So there's going to be a lot more guys go into it, but I agree. Auburn's got to go and get some dudes and look, it's hard for Auburn to compete against Alabama right now. Obviously that's the obvious one, right? No, and Georgia- Auburn's trying
3: to get, Auburn's trying to get there and Alabama's already there.
1: Right, and it's just going to take a little bit of time. And results on the field are going to do that as well. But I, I, can, I can guarantee Brian Harson does not like to lose. He does not come off as that type of guy to me, Terry.
3: Well, the thing is, when Coach Die, you're too young to remember that, too to remember this, Jacob. when Coach Dye was hired and when Coach Tuberville was hired, you, you saw, even though the first years were losing seasons, you saw the way the program was going. I don't know that we saw that this year. We saw a lot of discontent. You blow a 28-point lead. You can't close the deal against Alabama. You know, you didn't look – everything looked disorganized at times. Um, that, that, that bothers people. And, and the 28-point lead against Mississippi State at home really bothers me.
1: Oh, that was bad. I mean, there's that, no that, doubt that was really bad. It
3: sticks in my crawl a lot. So those are things he's going to have to do. And, and, and if you're asking about the coup attempt, is ridiculous. I think it was. I think it was at times. That was one of the things that got it when you blow a 28-point lead at home.
1: Yeah, I mean, so. I agree. The, this past year – it did not end well, but remember when this no. team was six and two, and everybody's like, all right, there's a, there's a chance, and then yeah, the, you know the wheels fell off the bus, game. and 100 uh, percent, I agree. And then the off season didn't help at all whatsoever. So it's been an uphill battle, but I think Brian Harson and the staff, I think they're doing a fantastic job despite all of that.
3: Well, I, I agree with everything you said there, but they're going to have to not settle for getting out the door. they got to get in the door and get in the living rooms.
1: I agree, and I think, honestly, it may just take one guy, maybe just one guy to commit, and then it may be more of a domino effect because if one big-time guy says, I'm going to take my chances there, maybe some other ones will do the same thing.
3: Now, Jacob, I know you're too young to remember this, but you know what that one big-time guy was for Pat Dye? What's that? It was Bo Jackson.
1: There you go. Maybe that's what Auburn needs. Sure. Take care, (laughs) Jacob. Good to hear from you, Terry. We appreciate you calling in. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. It's been a great first hour here on On the Line. If you want to get involved, just like Ed and Terry, I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. We've got about a minute or so uh, before we head to the 3 o'clock break look Terry I agree with you my man I do Auburn yeah they may not be in the door yet for some of these recruits but they are definitely right there you're right my friend they're right there and maybe it will take just one big time guy to come to Auburn and not just come to Auburn have an impact at Auburn and be successful at Auburn and get good playing time at Auburn and Auburn to do well it's also going to take wins man it's just going to take wins Because that's what players care about. Yeah, they care about bettering themselves, but at the end of the day, they just want to win. They just want to win, right? So Auburn's going to have to do that. And I know it's hard to compete against Alabama and Georgia, but that can't all happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. Because, I mean, what does Auburn have that Alabama can't offer? Right now, not a whole lot. They don't. They don't have a whole lot. But I think over time, and then the next three, four, five, even six years, Auburn can make that argument with Brian Harson at the helm. Let's head to the three o'clock break. Hour number one in the books. Stay tuned for hour number two. You're listening to on the line.
0: You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067 in Auburn and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. Online on Fox Sports 983.com and ESPNAU.com. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502.
1: You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports, Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. Hour number one officially in the books. You know what that means. Hour number two is officially underway here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama. Hope you're all doing well here in the Auburn Opelika area up through Sylacauga and Birmingham across the state of Alabama and across the country as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you missed any of hour number one, just search on the line wherever you get your podcast if you want to get involved and be on the show i'd love to hear from you 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502 we are going to head to the phone lines for shadow welcome on uh yeah did, did you say that uh, auburn has not been in all the uh, recruiting spots did i say what i'm sorry
4: Did you say Auburn has not
1: been in uh, the major uh, recruiting uh, spots? Well, I said that Auburn is at least, you know, I said they were at least in the door. We had a caller, Terry. He said Auburn's at least at the door. So, which means they're at least going after some of these guys, and some of these guys are considering Auburn, but, you know, Auburn hasn't picked up anybody major yet, no.
4: Yes, but... You see, Alabama and Georgia and the com- main competitors, they've been there for years. And y'all are talking like Auburn's has not been there.
1: Well, I think Auburn's definitely behind Alabama and Georgia right now. They just don't – they can't compete with them right now when it comes to recruiting or the transfer portal. But I think Auburn can get there, and they have been in the past. I agree with you. But they've got to get back there because they're not there right now.
4: Let me tell you something. It's the people who are doing the high. That's the problem at Auburn.
1: What do you mean by that? What
4: do you mean by
1: that? Shadow, do we do we still have you? Oh, okay. Well look, Auburn is in a in a you know, they're in a a peculiar situation. Is that the word I'm looking for? They're in a tough spot, okay? Auburn is in a tough spot because yes, They are not where they have been. I agree with Shadow that they have been there before. Auburn's been there. They've been in the door and getting big-time recruits in the past, but they're just not there right now when it comes to football. Basketball is obviously a whole different situation. Football, it's just let's just be honest. Auburn's not there right now, and it's so hard when you're trying to get back to that level of success and recruiting success and now transfer portal success. When you're trying to get back to that point, Yes, it's already an uphill battle, but then Auburn, this is why I say the Auburn head coaching football job right now is the toughest job in America. It's the toughest coaching job in the entire world because look who you're going up against. You're going up against the greatest coach of all time in Nick Saban, and now you're going up against Kirby Smart, who now has a national title under his belt, which he used to not be able to say, but now he can. And so... Not only is it an uphill battle just to try to get your program back to relevancy, but now you're having I mean you're going on a straight up ninety degree incline to try to get back to where you were because of who you're having to compete against. It's just it's unbelievable.
4: Yeah. This is the gamble that Auburn University took
1: when firing Gus on. We all knew it. But if we wanted to take that program to the next step, it had to be done, right? Yeah, I mean I agree. I agree. So obviously this has to go through a rebuilding phase. No one likes a rebuilding phase, obviously. But to become every great dynasty, you have to start rebuilding. Look at Alabama. Remember the years we beat them how many times in a row? Seven. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I do. I agree. I mean, and like I was telling Terry too, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. But I do think it can happen. And I think Brian Hartson and this coaching staff can be the ones to do it if they are given the time. If they're given the time. Shadow, we appreciate your call. or toll-free at 888-382-7502. It's been a great show so far. Had a lot of callers. If you want to call in, get involved. If you have an opinion about Auburn football and they're recruiting what they're doing right now, if you're still worried if they're not doing enough or if they're doing enough to keep you interested, keep you occupied, what's your opinion? I want to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Let's get into making headlines, Trevor. Making headlines. One of these years, I'm going to redo that uh, making headlines hotkey and uh, take old Noah Gardner's voice out of it. But for now, it's still him. So making headlines starting off. We start at hour number one with it. We'll start hour number two with it as well. Auburn baseball, they get the big-time sweep against South Carolina at home over the weekend Of course, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday series, Auburn baseball gets a big sweep in the SEC. Not just the series win, they get the sweep. So they pick up three wins in conference play over the weekend. They are now 11-7 in conference play. Look, that's big time for this Auburn baseball team. We talked about it last week going into this series. We said... Look, Auburn's got to get a series win. This is a team that you can beat if you're Auburn. You are better than South Carolina. They showed it over the weekend. They beat South Carolina 6-3 to on Friday, 8-6 to on Saturday. That was a comeback win, by the way. And a 2 nothing win on Sunday. And look, the hitting did what it did. Pitching did what it had to do. The new rotation starting to get take form a little bit head coach butch thompson has figured out something maybe uh to carry this team down the stretch they get a big time sweep against south carolina they have a game against jacksonville state tomorrow night at jacksonville state before they head to knoxville tennessee to take on the number one ranked tennessee volunteers that's a tough series and then after that you've got to play the top five team in arkansas you get them at home and that's the series where auburn may be able to take two wins maybe but like I talked about in hour number one between those two SEC series of Tennessee and Arkansas Auburn baseball you got to get two wins you have six games against two of the best teams in the SEC out of those six games take two of them no matter how you do it I don't care if you take two against Tennessee or two against Arkansas or one apiece. you've got to get at least two wins if you can get more than that you are feeling real good about yourselves but try to get two wins against those two teams out of six games. I think Auburn baseball is going to be just fine. They control their own destiny. They are, as, as long as they can do that, if they get two wins against those two teams, they will be in postseason play. Because after that, they have Alabama and Kentucky. Those are, again, winnable series for Auburn. Maybe not sweeps. You could those are definitely two one series that you can win if you're auburn they're in fantastic spot right now don't get discouraged against tennessee and arkansas pick up a win here or there against those two teams And you're in control of your own destiny and you're in position to make postseason play. We're going to have Jacob Hillman on at 3.30 from the Auburn Sports Network. He's going to talk about this Auburn baseball team, what it means for them to get the sweep over South Carolina, and what to expect early on as Auburn prepares this week for Jacksonville State tomorrow and Tennessee this weekend. Uh, Still trying to get a Tennessee beat writer on this week. That is still the goal, trying to keep up that trend here on On the Line. Of course, every week so far throughout the SEC baseball season, I've had an opposing beat writer, whoever Auburn is going up against. I've had had two South Carolina writers last week. Those were both great interviews and still trying to keep that trend up. I am in the works to get a Tennessee beat writer on the show. I'm going to do that during football season as well because... I think it's really, really interesting to get the opposing side to see what they say about their own team, what they say about Auburn, and just what their expectations are. So I think that's a fantastic uh, thing to do. I hope you guys enjoy it as well, the listeners. I hope you enjoy it. I really do. I enjoy reaching out and, and talking to these people and seeing how they perceive their teams and perceive Auburn as well. So I will look to do that during football season as well. So hopefully you all enjoy that. Moving on with making headlines, Auburn softball, they pick up an SEC series win over the weekend as well. They beat Mississippi State 2-1 in Starkville to keep their hopes alive and keep their season alive. They have pulled to 500, 9-9 in SEC conference play. I'm not going to go too far into both of these because we are going to talk about it with Jacob Hillman uh, in about 20 minutes or so. So if you want to have more information about that, make sure you stay tuned. Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network will be joining us at 3.30. But Auburn softball, they do pick up the 2-1 series win at Mississippi State to keep their season alive. They have two more SEC series, Georgia this weekend and Tennessee next weekend. So two winnable series for Auburn softball. Try to get themselves into postseason play as well. Moving on with making headlines, The NBA playoffs over the weekend, if you watched any of them, uh, still fantastic series, fantastic games. A couple of blowouts, so I think for the first time so far, there were a couple of games where I was like, eh, you know, not the best. But overall, the playoffs have still been fantastic. And if you watch the NBA, give me a call because I want to hear from you because I want to know if any of my listeners do watch NBA because I think it's very entertaining Of course, the Atlanta Hawks are still in it. They are barely surviving, but they are in it. Uh, So if you're a Hawks fan or any other fan, give me a call. Tell me what you think about the NBA playoffs or anything else going on in the sports world. Be a part of the show. I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. We've had a lot of callers about Auburn football and the recruiting status and the Tiger takeover that all the coaches are doing. Uh... Are you happy about what you're seeing? Do you like what you're seeing from this Auburn football program? Or are you still concerned as we head into May and the offseason into summer practice? Again, anything on your mind about that or anything else, give me a call right here on On The Line, 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. The NBA playoffs starting on Friday night. The Hawks stayed alive. They pulled within 1-2. They beat Miami 111 to 110, so they stay alive. Friday night, also the Bucks they went up 2-1. It's 111 to 81. That was a big time blowout for the Bucks. And then the Phoenix Suns they took a 2-1 lead on Friday, 114 to 111 over New Orleans on the road. Moving into Saturday, the 76ers and the Raptors it was a 3-0 series. The Raptors stayed alive. I said they would win at least one at home. It took them till game four, but they did get it done. 110 to 102, they hang around, they are still alive. Game five will be back in Philadelphia. The Jazz, they even up the series at two games apiece against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, 100 to 99, that was a fantastic game. The best series of the entire playoffs, the the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. The Celtics, they take a commanding 3-0 series lead over Brooklyn. Look. I just don't think Kyrie and Kevin Durant can get it done. This Boston team is too good defensively. Kevin Durant has been locked down by Boston. I also think he's been locked down by his own coach. Steve Nash has not helped out Kevin Durant whatsoever. We can talk about that more throughout the show. And then also the last game Saturday night, 119 to 118, Minnesota over Memphis. They evened up the series. Uh, four games on Sunday. We'll take a break from that. Let's head to the phone lines 334, 321, 1390. Michael is on line one. Michael, welcome in. Hey, guys. Uh,
4: you're just talking about all the recruiting. And as far as I can tell, I, I just wanted the main issues that I'm seeing is we've always had the, the defensive line the defensive end kind of stud guys but when's the last time Auburn's you know signed a, a Lee Zimba a Reese Dismus type offensive line class Ryan Q like the guys that we're getting the five stars that we've gotten you know Avery and, and, and so forth they, they transfer out uh we we're not getting the offensive line that that's helping those guys out you know that are staying three you're seeing them three, four years and they've they've been together as freshmen and by the time they become juniors and seniors, you know, you got four or five guys that have been on the same line for for that you're just you're rotating out, but you know, we're not getting those guys. Uh Prince Tegan, and Sean Coleman, like those are the last great linemen that we've had, and no offense to the guys we have on campus, but I mean they're just they're not of that caliber yet, and so that's the big difference that I'm seeing. Bama and Georgia and LSU, they're they going to get the defensive linemen, but until we get the offensive linemen that can combat that and drive them off the ball, I mean, nothing's going to change.
1: No, I agree with you, Michael, 100%. Auburn's got to go out and start finding those dudes, but you're not going to get those types of guys if they don't think that they can – get better by coming to Auburn and I think that's why they haven't come here is because the offensive linemen that have been coming to Auburn over the past three four five years let's be honest they haven't really gotten any better when they've come to Auburn that's why they go to places like Alabama because yes they're good coming out of high school but then Nick Saban puts them into the league and they play for 10 years and Auburn's got to be able to to get to that position and I think Auburn with Brian Harson and this coaching staff I think development is a big time thing for them because they are all football minded guys and that's what it's going to take but as we talked about an hour one with recruiting I think it's going to take one big time guy for more for other recruits to say hey if he goes there maybe there's something I'm missing out on and maybe I should go there too and that's also what's
4: kind of scares me a little bit with this is I don't think Brian Harson can can go eight and four uh, or worse and keep his job at Auburn uh, unfortunately and he, we may see some more victories to where we see some development and just some tight games but I think the record's going to speak for itself if he doesn't do eight and four or better I, I don't think he keeps his job
1: yeah I think he's got to have a winning season I think eight wins is definitely a mark of of what he has to hit Michael let me ask you what is your opinion? How do you think this team does this season?
4: To me, honestly, looking at the schedule, and it's going to sound really rough, but it looks very, very similar to that 2012 season. Um, if Auburn could have gone over the hump against LSU and kind of gotten the, the wheels rolling, I think we could have developed into something in 2012. But we let one game get away, and then it just snowballed on us, and just, it, we, we lost it towards the end. I don't know if this team will stay around and compete, uh, especially, you know, mid-season. If, if, if we're looking bad, do they go ahead and, and they cut Harsin's legs out from under him? And then what is that team going to look like? Who's going to step up and be the leader on that team, you know, when things get rough? Um, I, 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 you know, can we lean on Tank? Can we lean on some of those guys, uh, Papo? Like, who's going to step up and – to me, looking at it, I could easily see us going five and zero, and and steamrolling and get it. But I could also see stumbling coming out and, and looking really bad in some of those games, and it just it really go bad. So I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I think, uh, like I said, that Penn State game and an LSU game uh, early. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what Bo does out in Oregon because I mean they got they got Georgia. No one's really talking about that that key you know, non-conference matchup. I'm curious. I watched the spring game, and, I mean, all he had to do, it looked like he had, you know, uh, Sammy Coase out there. He just lobbed it up and, and had, you know, two receivers running go-outs, and, and they're not going to crash down. It's not an SEC-caliber defense that he's going to face in that league. So, if he's got guys just running four-three, four-four speed running go-outs, go it up, you know, and, yep. and see what he does. So, it'll be curious to see what happens out there
1: yeah 100 michael we appreciate the call we're up against a break thank you so much i hope you have a good day that was michael here on the line he brings up a couple great points uh let's head to break and then i'm going to address that call when we come back uh yeah when we come back i'm going to address that call you're listening to on the line Welcome back into On The Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central, Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. My show producer Trevor over there running the board. He's waiting on you and to uh, call in. He wants to answer your calls, put you on the air with me. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. We've been talking a lot of Auburn football. That's what all of you have called in about. And look, I love talking football. Let's continue to do so. I've posed a couple of questions to your listener or to my listeners, to you, the listener, and I'm going to address the phone call that I just had with Michael right before the break. We were up against the break, so I wanted to go to that and come back so I had some time to to talk about his phone call and we do appreciate him calling in. If you want to be a part of the show I want to hear from you. What's your thoughts on Auburn football recruiting? Are you happy with what you're seeing? Is Auburn not doing enough in your mind? Are you positive about the football program right now? Are you still a little worried? What's the schedule look like to you? Are there other football programs you're looking at right now that you're worried about that Auburn has to go up against? Any of those, I want to hear from you and your thoughts about it. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502 and to address Michael's phone call he had a couple of things to say and I agreed with him the big one with Auburn was you know because I asked him he said because he was talking about he said I don't see how Brian Harson survives without an eight and four season and I pretty much agree with him I've been saying that too I've said a winning season So, yeah, I guess eight wins is about what you need if you're Auburn. Maybe seven and six with a bowl win, but I just don't know if that would be it. I think he could survive with a winning season at seven and six, but I think maybe eight and four or whatever the numbers come out to be. I think eight wins is – I think if he gets eight wins, 100% he keeps his job. You can't fire him after that. If he has eight wins, you can't fire him after that for performance on the field anyway. I don't think. And so I agree with Michael on that part. And he was talking about something that I have brought up a couple of times. The first five games of the season are extremely important. They are the most important on the entire schedule this season for Auburn. They are. The first, the first five games of the schedule for this Auburn football team are the most important. Because what Auburn does in the first five games will determine how the rest of the season plays out. And I say that because... When you look at it, if Auburn can come out of the first five games 5-0 and or 4-1, this team has a fantastic chance to get to eight wins. Look at their first five games. They're all at home. Okay, all at home. Mercer, San Jose State, so you start out 2-0. Then you have the big game against Penn State, which should be a night game, which you should be able to take advantage of, as we all know, jordan Hare Stadium at night is one of the toughest places to play in all of college football. A midday game in September, Jordan-Harris is any other football stadium. That's a fact. But at night, when it's not 100 degrees and Auburn fans are actually into the game and are not dying of heat strokes and heat exhaustion, jordan Hare Stadium is one of the toughest places to play in all of college football. So I think Auburn has a fantastic chance to beat Penn State because, look, Penn State's not going to be that good. They're going to be pretty much the same team they were last year where Auburn had a chance to beat them on the road, if you remember. They had a chance to win that game. I see Penn State being basically the same team. They're still going to have the same quarterback. And Auburn should be better. And they should be better this year. They should be better than Penn State. i like Auburn to win that Penn State game right now. Then you have home against Missouri. Look, Missouri's not going to be great. Yeah, they can score, but they can't stop anybody. And Missouri does not have the talent that you do. They shouldn't. They definitely don't have the coaching that you do, in my opinion. So Auburn should be able to win that game as well. Then the LSU game. Look, you're at home. It's a stripe the stadium October 1st. It's still probably going to be pretty warm. That's probably going to be your two thirty game. And honestly, you could say that's a toss-up. You could say that's a toss-up. I don't know. I think between the LSU and the Penn State game, I think Auburn will probably lose one of those. Just being realistic. I think Auburn loses either Penn State or LSU. But they very well could lose both. And if they do, if Auburn comes out of that first five-game stretch at 3-2, and it's going to be really, really nasty down the stretch because then you have to go to Georgia, then you have to go to Ole Miss, come home for a very improved Arkansas team, back on the road for Mississippi State, Home for Texas A&M, who's also tough. Home for Western Kentucky, get your win there. And then obviously you finish the season at Alabama. You can chalk that one up as a loss. So, look, the first five games are the most important. That's where Auburn's got to get their wins. Because if you can start, let's be extremely positive. If Auburn can start 5-0, I know, that's, I know it's positive. But if Auburn can start 5-0, and then you go to Georgia, you probably lose. Then you go to Ole Miss, you can win that. Then you're home against Arkansas. Tough game, but you're at home at Mississippi State. That's got to be a win. Home for A&M, that's a toss-up. Home for Western Kentucky, that's a win. So you can say a six and O with Western Kentucky. I think seven and O with Mississippi State, and then between Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Texas A&M, all you got to do is win one more, and you got your eight wins. So the first five games are extremely important. And if you come out four and one, then yeah, you got to beat Ole Miss, Arkansas, or Texas A&M. You got to beat two out of three. That's doable for this Auburn team, I'm telling you, it's doable. One more point that Michael had, and uh, we're almost up against another break before we have Jacob Hillman on from the Auburn Sports Network to talk about Auburn baseball and softball. Uh, So if you want to call in, you got about two minutes before we uh, close the phone lines down for just a little bit while we have him on. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. The other point he made, he was talking about Bo Nix out at Oregon. They had their spring game over the weekend. Look, you can't, we talk about it a lot. You can't buy in too much to the spring games, but from what I saw and from what I heard and was reading, sounds like Bo Nix is having a pretty good time out there in Eugene. Sounds like he's having a pretty good time. And look, from what I've seen, it's kind of a mixed feeling from the fans on who they want to start because they do have that young guy that's in there and his name is slipping my mind right now. But you want Bo Nix as your starter right now. If you're Oregon, you want Bo Nix. He's good enough. And at Oregon, in the Pac-12, I think he can have an absolute field day. And if he can just get better, because remember, he got better last year. If he can get better, even better this year, he's going to have a field day in the Pac-12. Because he's going to have an offensive line that's going to protect him. He's going to have some guys that can catch the football. And we all know Pac-12 defenses. Ty Thompson, that's who it is. Thank you, Trevor. We all know Pac-12 defenses. They're almost non-existent. Unless you're playing USC or UCLA, those are the only two teams in the Pac-12 that are going to do anything besides Oregon. This team has a legitimate chance to do something. And Michael was talking about, they open up against the defending national champion, Georgia. Could you imagine if Oregon beats Georgia in game one of the season? Oregon has a wide open path to the college football playoff if they beat Georgia week one. That's big time. Could you imagine? Holy smokes. Could you imagine how mad Auburn fans would be if Bo Nix took Oregon to the college football playoff? Oh, my goodness. This city would explode. They would explode. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Oregon beats Georgia. I don't think Oregon makes the college football playoff. But they have a chance. They have a chance. And I think Bo Nix is good enough to do that in Oregon. Let's head to the break. We're going to have Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network after this break to talk some Auburn baseball and Auburn softball. You're listening to On The Line. Welcome back into On The Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports, Central Alabama on 98.3 in Birmingham and Silicaga. Jacob Goins with you on the Monday edition of the show. We've got about 30 minutes left here on the Monday edition of On The Line. I appreciate everybody tuning in. We've had a bunch of callers today. That's been so much fun. I appreciate you doing that. Phone lines are closed uh, for the next 15 minutes or so. You can call in at the end of the show if you have anything on your mind. But my good buddy Jacob Hillman from the Auburn Sports Network and his always Monday 3.30 slot. Welcome in, man. How you doing?
5: I'm doing well. It was a great weekend on the Plains and even elsewhere. So, a happy Monday indeed.
1: Well, we appreciate you coming on. As usual, you sent me your text and said we have a, uh, a more positive weekend to talk about. So, I'm excited to... Uh, get into it with you and see what you've had to say. We've talked about it a little bit today, uh, but trying to reserve the rest of the conversation until right now because you always give us such great insight of Auburn baseball and Auburn softball. So let's start with the baseball team. They get the big-time sweep against South Carolina at Plainsman Park this weekend. Uh, Just your initial reactions to the the sweep against the Gamecocks.
5: Yeah, it was just a great job by Auburn, really just getting the job done and and not letting the game slip away, and especially that game two that Auburn had not won in, in over a month. Auburn had not won the game two uh, in SEC play, and not since non-conference play. So it was a big deal to make finally do that and just kind of get that monkey off your back because also Auburn has not swept an SEC series since 2019, the opening series against uh, Tennessee, and that was also the year Auburn went to the College World Series. So just seeing that all come to fruition – was a really big deal this weekend. Now, South Carolina isn't uh, at the top of the SEC standings or anything like that, like you're going to see in the next two weeks at Tennessee and hosting Arkansas. But it's still a solid team that you had to do your job and get things done. So, so impressed by guys like Blake Burkhalter and Carson Skipper who pitched just about every day this past week and performed up to expectations each and every outing.
1: Talking to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. Look, we saw this rotation from Coach Butch Thompson on Tuesday night against Alabama State. He went right back to it on Friday night. Talk about how this new pitching order, if you will, has been so successful for Auburn, and do you think this is going to be something we see down the stretch in SEC play? Yeah,
5: it's going to have to be something you see down the stretch. Uh, You're going to see it as much as possible because of how good Skipper and Burkhalter are. And coming off the Mississippi State series, I think they wanted, and, and you were in a tight game with Alabama State. You wanted to see those guys get back out there and uh, and figure something out because, like I said, like, well, like we talked about last Monday, was it was it was not typical of what you saw from Skipper and Burkhalter in that Mississippi State series. It wasn't their best outings, and they bounced back well on Monday or on Tuesday against Alabama State, and then obviously this this past weekend was just phenomenal. Given up, I think four hits total between the between the two of them in the past week. Um, 18 strikeouts and 11 innings. You can't ask for anything better than what they gave you this past weekend and and throughout the whole week. So what you what you see going forward is probably what we've been seeing. And you kind of you just need to hope for someone else in the in the bullpen to step up. I want to see Chase also. He's a freshman throwing 97 miles per hour. I want to see a guy like him step up and. And perform well on the weekend. If that happens, and also did well this past weekend, but if that happens consistently, then Auburn has a really good chance to have one of the best pitching staffs in the country and make it a run uh, come postseason play.
1: And so, with Auburn getting this sweep against South Carolina, they move to eleven and seven in conference play. They're really controlling their own destiny as they go into the hardest stretch of the season against the number one ranked Tennessee Volunteers and then the number five ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. What does this team, where I guess, let me ask you this, what does it mean to get the sweep, not just a series win, but the sweep in SEC play to move to 11-7 and seven overall as they head into this tough stretch?
5: Well, I'm going to look at it from the perspective of, of the outside looking in as a fan and, and, and whatever else. It's that you have these two series upcoming that are extremely difficult. So you, going to Tennessee, Tennessee's lost one SEC game this season. They start 17-1. and If you get one, that, that's a win. And I think coming back home against Arkansas, that's also a potential series where you might be happy with one win. I think you want to win that series and have a chance at winning the SEC West, but you never know how that weekend's going to go. There might be a game that gets away from you, and you're still happy with winning one game. So getting that sweep is just big so that. No matter what happens this weekend, you're still going to have a winning record in the SEC and you're still looking at possibly hosting uh, come regional time. So I think that's the biggest part is giving, your, giving yourself the best chance possible to host a regional. I mean, that hasn't happened in Auburn in a while. I, I think it's that Creed Simpson series uh, against Clemson uh, way back in 2010, the last time it happened. And you really want to make sure um, that once you get to regions, whether you're hosting or not, you're in a good position, you feel good about everything, and, and the bats are still hot.
1: Talking to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network about Auburn baseball sweeping South Carolina this weekend. Now that they come into this tough stretch, look, they're playing against the number one team in the country. I've said from the Tennessee series and the Arkansas series next week, if this team can pick up two wins across six games, I think they're going to be in a pretty good spot. What do you think?
5: Yeah, I I I think that's got to be the goal, and um, from the outside looking in, and 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 the focus is. Tennessee is just unreal this year. Just unreal. With that being said, they might be due for for, for a series loss or something like that. And the way Auburn's played on the road, uh, I could see them going out and really, really uh, playing it close. But just getting one at Tennessee is definitely uh, ideal. And then coming home to Arkansas, I I want to be optimistic and say grab two and that's a win. But I think you have to live with one win uh, against Arkansas as well. Um, But, hey, like I said, this team is – playing really well the offense is there the pitching is has finally come along and you're constantly getting quality starts from joseph gonzalez you finally win a game two you know what you're getting from carson skipper blake fur i think maybe three and three over the, over those six games is is a very is a very possible uh just gonna have to keep keep playing well
1: talking to jacob hillman of the auburn sports network look auburn baseball They control their own destiny, but even more so does Auburn softball. They get the 2-1 victory, a series victory, that is, over Mississippi State on the road this weekend uh, as they returned back to SEC play. What was that series like, and how did it go down?
5: I mean, absolutely huge. That team uh, lost game one and battled back to win uh, the next two games of the series to clinch it. And in what is likely the most important series of the season, unless this next, this coming up weekend, uh, Mike top it. So um, it, it was just a great weekend of battling back from game one. Maddie Pensa pitched 15 innings over the whole weekend. Uh, you saw, you saw players like Michaela Pack or Nelia Peralta get back in the lineup and really show what they showed earlier in the season at the plate. Bri Ellis tied the Auburn freshman home run record with 18 tying Casey Cooper, really good company to be in with. So What I'm seeing is this team starting to trend back up. We saw the peaks and we saw the valleys, and I think this team is trending back up with everything that went on, winning an SEC road series. and Now you've got a big week where you go on the road again to Alabama State on Wednesday, last non-conference game of the season, and then you come back home and you're playing a ranked Georgia team that's just a game or two ahead of you in the SEC standing. So if you win that series, you are – ahead of Georgia and then if you look at the rest of the standings it's a log jam in the middle and a lot of those teams are playing each other this weekend that LSU Florida series massive for Auburn if you win that if you beat Georgia then there's a chance you're jumping two or three spots in the standing so I really like where the softball team is at uh just winning that series against Mississippi State especially to fight back after the game one loss is a big deal and uh, I love to see it
1: no doubt about it look this Auburn softball team they're nine and nine they Return to SEC play, they get the series win against Mississippi State. Like you said, they now have a ranked Georgia team this weekend. I think they can get the win this weekend. I really, really do. And then they have Tennessee and then the SEC tournament. What is, in your mind, what is a successful end to the season and into SEC play for this Auburn softball team?
5: Yeah, I think it's gotta be winning the series at home, grabbing one at Tennessee and then if you look at the SEC tournament, uh, Grabbing a win or two there in Gainesville, it, it, you might get matched up. You might get a really bad matchup, and it might be tough to do that, but you still want to look to get a win there to, so that whenever the uh, whenever you get into a regional, you're not stuck in a tough regional that uh, is a really tough one to get out of. Um, I'm not sure what it's looking like from that aspect, uh, but you want to be a two-seed somewhere, and that, that's going to be the most important thing for the softball team. Be a two-seed somewhere and uh, – and hope that you're not with a really tough one seed.
1: Talking to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network, just a couple more, we'll let you get out of here. Would you say the odds are pretty good that Auburn baseball and Auburn softball will be in postseason play after their respective SEC tournaments?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think baseball is looking uh, to be a top-16 team and host a regional. You've got to perform these next two weeks and really put uh, your name on the map But I think that's very possible. I think that's a big possibility. and You go get one this week and the conversation is going to pick up. And then that home series against Arkansas will be ultra important. They'll be in the NCAA tournament. Softball, uh, probably not going to be able to host this year unless you run the table. Um, But also, I'm very confident they'll be in the NCAA tournament as well.
1: Hillman, one more question and I'll let you go. What's your broadcast schedule looking like? Are you getting any shots at... The big time uh, games for baseball or softball?
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll be on the call Friday and Sunday for Auburn softball in Georgia. It should be a fun atmosphere. Uh, I love those night games at J&B Moore Field, like we'll get on Friday and Saturday night. So uh, be sure to tune in or, or, hey, head to JB Moore Field and enjoy that. So, uh, yeah, I'll be on the call Friday and Sunday.
1: Congratulations to you, my man. I love listening to you. I love seeing you get the opportunities. Uh, let everybody know where they can keep up with you and listen to your calls this weekend.
5: Yeah, yeah, I love listening to you as well, Jacob. But uh, follow me on Twitter at Jacob Hillman AU, and I'll be on the call with JJ Jackson on Tiger ninety-five point nine FM uh, Friday at six o'clock and Sunday at one.
1: Well, good deal, man. Hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week.
5: Yeah, talk to you then, War Eagle.
1: That was Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network in his usual Monday three thirty slot. We appreciate him coming on talking about Auburn baseball. And Auburn softball and uh, just breaking down their series wins over the weekend in the SEC, what it means for both of these programs and what to expect moving forward. So you heard him. He will be on the call Friday and Sunday for Auburn softball as they host the ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Phone lines are open for the remainder of the show. I got about, you know, about 10 minutes or so. We're about to head to break. But phone lines are open 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. If you want to continue our Auburn football conversation about recruiting, what's your opinion about the football team and the coaching staff, really? What do you think about them and the job they're doing right now? Any of that or anything else on your mind, please give me a call as we head to the break. Let's take our final break of the hour. You're listening to On The Line. Welcome back into On The Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama, 98.3 in Birmingham and Sylacauga. I appreciate everybody tuning in to the Monday edition of On The Line. Just a few more minutes. We've got about about seven minutes or so before we get out of here. Make sure you stay tuned right here on the same stations. It'll be Bill Cameron and Dan Peck with The Drive right here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. They'll have your... Your Monday edition of The Drive. They'll preview or wrap up, I guess, everything that happened over the weekend. Any other news that they've got about uh, baseball, football, basketball, anything. So make sure you stay tuned to The Drive right here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama. Phone lines are still open. We've got about six minutes if you want to call in and uh, still be a part of the show. If you have something you want to talk to me about, we've had a lot of callers talk about football today. It's been fantastic. We've talked a lot of Auburn football, Auburn recruiting, uh if we are you know if we're proud or I guess I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but if you're uh yeah if you're proud of what you've seen so far from this Auburn football coaching staff when it comes to recruiting do you think they should be doing more um I think everybody would probably say that but you know you you also have to understand what this coaching staff is up against right you have to understand that it takes a little bit of time but if you have an opinion about Auburn football or anything else give me a call 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. What are your early expectations for next season? We had a caller call in and talk about that as well. It's been a great show here on the Monday edition of On The Line. If you missed any of it, just search On The Line wherever you get your podcast. It'll be uploaded immediately following today's show. So, Make sure you go and find that. We just talked to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. Talked to him about Auburn baseball and softball. Baseball, of course, getting the sweep of South Carolina last or over the weekend, and softball getting the 2-1 victory over Mississippi State on the road. So if you missed that interview, you can go and find it in the podcast, on the line, wherever you get your podcast. Look, my final take for today, and we've got about five minutes or so if you still want to call in about anything. 334 321 1390 or toll free at 888 382 7502. Look, my final take is this, and it is going to be football related because that's pretty much what we've talked about today. And it's been a lot of fun. I, I really do enjoy it. So please don't hesitate to, to always call in and ask me about football or anything else that's on your mind. But look, I love talking football. And here's my final take and it's centered around the phone calls we've had today and the concerns that we've had today from callers because, look, I get the fact that you have still have some concerns about Auburn football and the recruiting. I get that. I do too, okay? I would love for Auburn to have bigger and better recruits than they do right now. Nothing against who they've already recruited, but let's be honest. Between recruits and guys from the transfer portal, there's some guys that Auburn has swung and missed on and hasn't really I mean they haven't gotten right there was that big wide receiver in the transfer portal Auburn didn't get him, and that would have been big time we had people call in and talk about Auburn asking you know they were asking me when was the last time we had multiple big time offensive line recruits it's been a while it's been a while I get that but you've got to look at it as a whole and I understand that it's extremely frustrating to watch Alabama and Georgia pick up every single good player from recruits, from high school recruits to transfer portal guys. I get that, man. It's extremely frustrating. But if you are frustrated as a fan, how do you think Brian Harson feels? How do you think this coaching staff feels? And if you think that this coaching staff is just going to sit on their hands and just say, well, there's nothing we can do, you're wrong. You're wrong. Because look at this team, look at or, and look at this coaching staff. Look at the mindset that they have and how they carry themselves and what they've been doing over the past two weeks. A coaching staff and a head coach that would just, I mean, for lack, you know, just sit down and just say, "Well, we're just going to take it. We can't do anything about it. Until Nick Saban retires, we just we're, we're going to be mediocre." That's not the mindset of this football program or this coaching staff. Or this head coach. I don't think. And the proof in the pudding is, look at what they're doing. They've gone to every high school in the the state of Alabama. They've gone to all the big schools in the surrounding states of Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida. They've gone to them. Because they know they're in trouble if they don't. So my final take is, yes, Auburn football, you want them to be better recruiting and be better in recruiting, and get better recruits, my final take is they're going to get there. But it's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen by next season. It may not happen in two seasons. But I think little by little, Auburn can build some traction, and build some momentum, and start picking up big time guys, one at a time here and there. And then... Then what you have to do, this is a multi-step process. This is not just convince some guy to come play for your school and come play for your program and that's it. A, you've got to convince him to come there. B, you've got to develop him and make him better than what he was when he showed up. And C, you've got to win some football games. You have got to win some football games. That's the end of the story. That's it. Get the guys there make them better, and win football games. If you can do those three things on a consistent basis, you start with one player, and you start with the current players on this roster, and then you get that big-time recruit that says, yeah, I'm going to take my chance on Brian Hartson at Auburn University. If you can get that guy to do that, and then you can prove that you can make him better, possibly send him to the league and start winning some games, then other guys are going to say, hey, wait a minute. I can get that at Auburn instead of Alabama, and maybe get some more playing time at Auburn than I would at Alabama or Georgia, maybe I'll take my chances under Brian Harson and Auburn University. Maybe I'll go and play with my buddy from high school. Maybe we'll both go and do it together. That's how it starts. It's a snowball effect. You get the one, and you can prove that you can do good things with him and all of the other players on the roster. It's a snowball effect, and I think Auburn and this staff can do that. I think they can do it. If they have the time. But you know what it comes down to, folks. You're not dumb. You know what it comes down to. It comes down to that W. It comes down to winning on the field. That's it for the Monday edition of On The Line. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.